So we all know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah of how God comes and rains fire and brimstone on this 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 lost city and, and how God saves Lot and his family out of this place. But I wanted today come and show you a, a different side of this, because oftentimes we look at the story and we, we, we look at it and see God as like this angry God who comes and just destroys and destroys and destroys and, and does things like that. But we fail to see that this story is an incredible demonstration of God's grace. How is that possible? Stay tuned and let's find out. So this whole story begins with how God comes with these three men and appears to Abraham. God comes and starts talking to Abraham about this, this about the city Sodom and Gomorrah, which he has heard the outcry from the people to how of their wickedness and their sin and and all of the wicked things going on in that place. And God comes and tells Abraham that he's going to go down and see where the word he has heard about Sodom is true. And if the witness is true, that God is going to destroy the place. Abraham then replies and starts saying, oh, but father, father, if there is 50 people in there uh, who are righteous, will you save the city? And God says, yes, I will. If there are 50 in that city, I will save it. And Abraham's like, oh, Lord, but but father, can I extend this? What if Lord, what if there's 40? And the Lord says, yes, if, if there's 40 people, I will have mercy and I will save the city. Abraham continues and he says, Lord, what are these 30? And, and then he goes on, what is this 20? And he, and he goes on and says, oh God, oh, forgive me for, for going again. But Lord, what if there is 10 righteous in the city? Will you save it? And the father says, Abraham, I tell you, this is true. If there is 10 righteous in this city, and the scriptures say the city had over 150,000 people. If there is only 10 righteous, who are righteous within it. I will definitely hold my hand from it and I will I will not destroy the city. So what happens shortly thereafter is, is the angels are, are sent to Sodom and Gomorrah and they appear at the home of Lot. Right. Lot is Abraham's relative. They appear at Lot's home and we see the following occur. Now, two messengers came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. And when Lot saw them, he rose up to meet them and he bowed himself with his face to the ground. And so it's interesting that we see that when, when the angels come to Lot, we, we find him at the gate of the city. Now, it's important to understand that at the gate of the city was the place where the judges were seated. In ancient times, this is what the custom and the practice was. So we already see that it seems that Lot is actually a, a some sort of a judge or has a a, a form of authority within this Sodom and Gomorrah city. And so the angels, they find him there and then Lot sees them and he goes and he bows down before them. And it's the same thing that Abraham also did when, when, the angel, when God and the angels appeared to Abraham. Abraham ran over to them and he bowed himself to them. And this already demonstrating a, a form of humility. We then see Lot taking the angels into his home, begging them to come and, and have have his way. And he tells the angels, however, to wash their feet or the men that appear as angels to wash their feet. And it's interesting because when we go back to how God and uh, the angels appear to Abraham, there's a contrast appearing here where 
where Abraham was actually the one who, who, who went to wash their feet. Abraham was the one who offered and says, let us wash your feet. While Lot said, oh yeah, you know what? There's a bucket over there. You, you go there and you wash your feet over there and you, you help yourself. He was accommodating though and he invited them in and he did all this. But what we start seeing a little bit of a difference between Abraham and Lot. Even though they same, served the same God, even though they, they ran after the Father, there was slight differences in their character that we start seeing appear here. We then see the men of Sodom and Gomorrah come and appear at the home of Lot. They've heard of these new visitors, these newcomers has been coming into the city and they come and they bash on the door and they say, Hey, Lot, open up because they know who he is. They know Lot. Lot is an authority in the city. He bashes. He's like, they're like, they're, and they say, Lot, and Lot comes out and he, he meets the men there and he's like, Hey, well, how can I help you guys? What's going on? And the men say, oh, we've heard that there's may, there, there's these men here with us. We want to know them. That's what he said. They say, and when they said that we want to know them, what they really mean is they, they want to have them and, and have intercourse with them in a sexual manner because Lot then goes and responds and says, Oh no, listen, not my guests. What I'll do. However, I have two daughters that have never been with a man. I'll give them to you rather. But these men, they weren't satisfied by that. And they say, no, we, we want these men. And what happens is the, they start storming the door and they, and they, they start, they, they actually tell Lord, we're going to, we're going to just, we're going to do with you just like we're, what we're planning to do with them. They storm the door. The angels, however, come and, uh, and to the, come at the door and they struck these men with blindness. It's an interesting thing. They come and these men, they're struck with blindness and they just start feeling their way around and they, they, they're lying at the door and they can't even come into the door. Just imagine the terror that before them in that moment. I mean, it's just crazy. But now we see an interesting thing because when we look into the Hebrew word for Lot's name, it actually means to be veiled or blind. So we see that Lot's name means blind. And we see these men being struck with blindness. And right before they're struck with blindness, they say the following. Stand back and they say, this one came into sojourn and should he always judge? Now we are going to treat you worse than them. So they pressed hard against the man Lot and they came near to break down the door. But the men reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house of them and shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the doorway in the house of blindness, both small and great. And they weared themselves to find the door. They, they're telling Lot, should you always judge? Because he, like I said, he's at the gate. He's a judge. He's an authority in the city. And now they're like, oh, now why are you judging again? Should you always judge? And they come and they push up against him. So we see that Lot, is, his name is blindness, just as these men are struck with blindness. And so there is a similarity between Lot and these men, even though Lot is serving the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. See, Lot represents this blind remnant, this blind people of God that is still living amongst this wicked, dark place, this wicked, dark city. He is not only living there, but he is also compromising. He is like the blind leading the blind. He is like the judge. A judge is a leader leading the blind for he they saying, oh, you know, they recognize him as a judge, but they do not respect his authority. Why not? 
because he is not an authority to be respected. He has been a compromising authority amongst them. He has not been able to boldly put his foot down in this wicked city as a judge to restore justice within the city. In fact, he has he has been struck with the fear of man and he has not been implementing what God has called him to do. He has not put his foot down and had a greater fear of God rather to implement the instructions and commandments of God. Rather, he has fallen at the fear of man. But, but at the same time, even though Lot is in this place where, where, where he, is this, in this, he is this kind of blind leading the blind, at the same time, God recognizes that he is calling on the Father. He is calling on God's name. He is calling on the name of Yahweh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God sends the angels to come and save them. In Revelation 3.15, we read more about this blind uh, people that God is talking about in this story of Sodom and Gomorrah. I know your works that you're neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. So because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, rich I am, and I am made rich and need none at all. And do not, you do not know that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so that you become rich, and white garments, so that you become dressed, so that the shame of your nakedness will not be shown. Anoint your eyes with ointment, so that you see. And so God comes and he, and this is incredible, this, this revelation picture, this, this shows us this, this picture where of Sodom and Gomorrah is only a prophetic picture of what is to come. It's only a prophetic picture of the future. And this people that God is going to say, who are you? You're lukewarm. You're neither hot nor cold. For because of that, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth is what he said. And I'm going to submit to you that Lot had a form of lukewarmness as well. And God's mercy manifested in coming to send his angels to save Lot's life. We also see that they say in Revelation that these people say, I'm rich. And in the same way, we know that Sodom and Gomorrah was a, a rich city. It was a city that was well off. They weren't poor. They were rich in the things of this world. And they were actually incredibly greedy as well. And I want to submit to you that the sin of Sodom was not what everyone thinks of when we say the sin of Sodom the first time. Ezekiel actually tells us what the sin of Sodom is. And he says, you trusted in your beauty and played the whore because of your renown and lavished your whorings on any passerby. Your beauty became his. And in all your abominations and your whorings, you did not remember the days of your youth when you were naked and bare, wallowing in your blood. And you have not walked in their ways and did, and did according to their abominations. But in all your ways, you soon became more corrupt than they. As I live, declares the Master Yahweh, neither your sister Sodom nor her daughters have done as you and your daughters have done. Speaking of Jerusalem. See, this was the crookedness of your system, Sodom. She and her daughters had pride. Sufficiency of bread and unconcerned ease. And she did not help the poor and needy. And so we see that the, the, the sin of Sodom was this root of pride. This root of the same sin that we see with Asatan where Satan was cast out. The same sin was the root of Sodom. And because of pride, they were greedy. They were profitable. They were rich. But they never wanted to share their riches with the poor. You see, brother and sister, you can be all, oh, well, 
If you don't share your riches with the poor, you're just as bad as Sodom. And here the father actually says, you know, he's talking about Jerusalem and Ezekiel. And he says, you know what? You're worse than Sodom. They're worse than Sodom. And he goes on, he says, can I even find one man in this holy city among the righteous? That's what he said. And, and it's similar to how, how God says, can I even find 10 people in Sodom? But he makes it worse. He says, can I even find one in the Holy Spirit of Jerusalem? And I want to submit to you today. Are you going to be that one? Are you going to be the one person in the midst of all these people that will keep integrity, that will not compromise, that will put his foot down when you have the chance to be, make a righteous judgment and say the Father's instruction says otherwise? Or will you be a compromising generation? So, brother and sister, I want to submit to you that this lukewarmness that the scriptures speak about in Revelation 3 is so prevalent today. It is, it is the very thing that encompasses much of what we see in our churches, where we are bench warmers instead of gospel proclaimers. We, we gather up treasures on earth and we never give away to the poor. We may give a lot of money away to the church because they may, it makes us feel good inside ourselves. But I want to ask you the question, what are you doing for the poor man in your area? What are you doing for the stranger in your midst? What are you doing? Are you setting yourself apart from what Sodom did? Or because you think that you know God, you, you don't need to? Or will you run after that? And seek it. And so after this, we see how Lot goes and tells his family about the news of what the angels brought them, that they need to escape the city. And Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who had married his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for Yahweh is going to destroy the city. But to his sons-in-law, he seemed to be as one joking. And when morning dawned, the messengers urged Lot to hurry, saying, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed with the punishment of the city. And while he loitered, the men took hold of his hand and his wife's hand and the hands of his daughters and Yahweh having, and God having compassion on him. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. And so, brothers and sisters, this is why Abraham said, Oh, Father, can there not be, if there is ten in that city, can you not spare it? Because Abraham was thinking of Lot's family. Brothers and sisters, we see here the, the heart of the, all of the people in Lot's family. We see Lot and his wife. We see his two daughters with the two sons as well. And then we see the, the remaining two sons. A total of 10 people in Lot's family. And it is incredibly sad for these two so because Lot came to these sons-in-laws and, he's, and he's, he's telling his family, guys, we need to escape this place at once. But his sons-in-law laugh jokingly. They're like, huh, wh what are you talking about? Are you joking? Like, because they're in the world. They're living in the world. And because this, these sons-in-law don't come with Lot, they are the very cause for the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Brothers and sisters, if all of these people, these family of Lord, all of them were to humble themselves and, and, and be surely say, oh, we're, we're righteous, we are, we're going to follow God, we're not, the city wouldn't have been destroyed. For God was merciful. I want to submit to you, I want to ask you the question, are you going to be the one righteous one in your city? Are you going to be 
the one that shines the light in the midst of darkness, no matter what the world looks like. Look, listen, brother and sister, you've been called to be set apart. You've been called to look so different that the people will need to persecute you. That's what Yeshua said. If you walk like me, truly, you walk in the fulfillment of the Torah and the prophets to walk it out perfectly. You're going to look so different. You're going to walk so holy that the people are going to hate you for it. And see, brothers and sisters, if you're not in that place where you're looking so radically different that the world hates you, I want to ask you, what are you doing? What are you up to? Because if the world doesn't see you as being different, then you probably aren't different. And see, God is calling you. He's saying it's going to be hard. They're going to persecute you. I'm, I'm sending you out as, wool, as sheep among wolves. But I need you to look different from me. I need you to shine the light. I need you to be a demonstration of what I am. I've made you my image. And I want you to demonstrate my holiness to this world. And see, brothers and sisters, I want to submit to you that your life, the walking out of that holiness in your life can be the very thing that saves Sodom and Gomorrah. It's true. It's true. It's going to be the very thing that not only are they going to see your holiness and when you put your foot down for justice, they're going to see that loving commitment, kindness, and, and, and lack of hypocrisy, lack of lukewarmness, but someone who actually walks out what they state. They're going to actually come to repentance. That is what people are looking for. That's what this world is looking for. That is what Sodom and Gomorrah was looking for. Brothers and sisters, Sodom and Gomorrah was crying out. Their hearts were crying out and they were looking to see someone walk out God's instructions. But not even Lot did that without hypocrisy. For we see right after this that after that Lot's children, they, they're grown up to, to, to be fine with sleeping with their father. So we see that whole thing in Lot's family where there is immorality. There isn't, the instructions of the father is not being taught the way it's supposed to. Holiness is not being walked out the way it's supposed to. And so this, because of that, there is this lukewarmness. And this lukewarmness and this hypocrisy as, as Lot as a judge causes is part of this city's destruction i want to submit to you so brothers and sisters i hope this encouraged you to just come and shine your light to the world come and be yeshua to people no matter what the persecution is brother and sister listen to me if your family is against you keeping the commandments of god if your family persecutes you yeshua states that you're blessed among the nations he states it's the most blessed thing ever because you are treasuring. You're going to have great as your reward in heaven. Great is what the Father has tre- is treasuring up for you in heaven. And see, this is the very challenge. Yeshua said, I, did, I came to bring a sword between mom and dad and, and daughter and father and son and brother and son and, and father. And this is the reality of the matter. So do not be shocked. When even your believing family says, what are you talking about? And they mock the angels. They mock God's message. What are you talking about? We're not going to follow you. We're not going to escape this place. We love this place. And so we see Lot's family leave and we see Lot's wife turn around and look. and She turns into a pillar of salt. For the Father deems it unacceptable to look back on what He has called you out of. You see, once you come to the knowledge of the truth and you return, you'll be like a dog returning to its own vomit. 
It's an unacceptable thing. And the father actually says that if you do that, you will be worse than you were when you were an unbeliever. You are worse than you were before you came to the knowledge of the truth. Because if you come to the knowledge of the truth, yet you turn away, brother and sister, I'm telling you that you, your judgment will be way worse than the atheist and the guy who spits in the face of God. Because now you are trampling underfoot the Son of God, for you have come to the knowledge of the truth. And now you start compromising. Now you start becoming lukewarm. Now you start falling away. You see, brother, sister, we use the word backsliding lightly and say, oh, we've backslid. You know what? Backsliding is incredibly disastrous. It is the most. Brother, sister, if you're backsliding, you need a fear of God in you. You need to understand that you're on the road to hell. You need to understand that you need to turn around. There's no excuse for it because backsliding is coming to the revelation of what Messiah is and what he's done and still being like, Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, you're not good enough. Jesus, nice, but it's not good enough. That's the definition of backsliding. Because your works demonstrate what is going on in your heart. And yeah, you might not say what I'm saying, but your works demonstrate it. And your works is what testifies of your heart. Your works is what testifies of your faith. And so I want to submit to you. I want to ask you, are you really that different from Sodom and Gomorrah? Even if you consider yourself a believer, are you really that different from Sodom and Gomorrah? Or are you going to be in that holy city where God says, you know what? I'm looking for one that is righteous, but I'm struggling to find him. Will you be that one? If this blessed you, share this video with someone um, on this teaching of the Sodom and Gomorrah so we can eradicate lukewarmness from the body of Christ and get end up with... Because God is, man, God is coming back for a bride that is not lukewarm. He's coming from, back from a bride that is as spotless as He is. A bride that is adorned for her husband. And if and it's time for us to prepare. So if you think that this can prepare the bride, brother and sister, I encourage you to share this message. Have an amazing day and I'll see you in the next video.